0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ads Lyson. Before we start today's podcast, if you're looking for surfing and outdoor gear, look no further. Go to Northcore on the internet and use the discount code, capital letters, grumpy surfer15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Northcore are one of the leading surfing hardware brands in my eyes for the quality of product they create, so don't miss out. Also before we start, the WaveKey guys have given us a discount code, so if you want 10% off your WaveKey subscription, use the code, capital letters, one word, WAVEKeyGRUMP to receive 10% off your subscription. And this is valid until the 1st of July 2021. So if you want 10% off your WaveKey subscription, use the code, capital letters, WAVEKeyGRUMP to receive 10% off your subscription. Now what can I say about my guest over the next two episodes? He's one of the most creative and passionate surfers I've ever had the privilege to talk to. He was on the ASP World Tour in the 80s and 90s, surfing against some of the most iconic surfers, as well as being an iconic surfer himself. He has surfed some of the biggest waves the planet has to offer. He's also known for being a bit of a hellman out of the water on the world tour, but in the water he used to blow his competition out of it. So... Please enjoy my conversation with WaveKey founder Brad Gerlach. What are, you, what are you up to there?
1: Oh, my son! I got a new board yesterday, and my um, my son my sons are just there's a little piece of like foam, and my son's like, oh, look, you could just like you could just cut it with your hand. Look, daddy. And and they just, and I didn't have, I didn't want to be like, no, don't mess it up. I was like, Oh, it's kind of fun. It's like, it's something as a little kid you could overpower and you know, like you normally can't do that as a little kid. So I was like, Oh, that's cute. You know? And then of course I didn't have time to really clean it up. And shit. And then yeah, I got this new board yesterday. Dude, you got it. You got to see this thing. Look at this. This thing is so weird
0: and cool oh wow! look at the tail on that
1: look at at how it like um a wing like it comes out right here
0: yeah yeah is there a bunch of channels in the bottom of that too no
1: no these are just a glass like it's kind of like
0: oh yeah it's, it's the coloration in the bottom of it yeah
1: yeah it's it's got like look at it dude look at how look at how cool it is it looks like a total rocket ship man
0: yeah, what's the thought in the tail, the the, uh, the wings in the tail?
1: I don't know yet because I just saw it and then saw the, a couple guys riding and I was like, man, that is the, that is the coolest idea because your foot's right here. Yeah, yeah. So it, gives, it, it, it allows your foot like a, a wider space for your foot. And it's possible, you know, that, I mean, it's just a wave riding craft you can't you know you you know all this stuff and it's like oh maybe not it's got like concave up here and like fired up to try it yeah so i got this and i got those two piezels yesterday too they came at the same time okay and i haven't spent much time at all on on epoxies, but i ordered them before summer was finished and i like i like before even summer started and they've been so backed up that they finally just came and now it's autumn here and you you and you you got the memo for the clear eyeglasses too right
0: my missus was talking about blue light from uh, computer screens and your phone screens and i've noticed a massive difference wearing them so i don't normally wear glasses
1: oh yeah i didn't even I, I i that's cool
0: it's a bit geeky to be fair
1: yeah i it's kind of a it kind of did a little a little a little chop action there um
0: i'm not surprised to be honest with you. you you are the other side of the planet to me
1: <laughs> like i'm just gonna go ahead and say it the australian government's so fucking stupid for them not to like concentrate on having good internet and i had heard that that there malcolm turnbull that had turned down some kind of like there was going to be like a a super like Australia was going to lead the world in the internet and he turned down the deal. Even this guy, Steve Wozniak from Apple was saying, I'm moving to Australia because probably the best internet in the world is going to be there. And they got to turn down the deal. And I'm just like, if there's anything for your country to keep you competitive and is to have good internet. Cause we're so far away from everything. And the guys shut it down. And I got to say, sometimes, you know, you know you don't want to generalize anything but you definitely whenever i you can ask to get something custom here like oh could you uh could you add like a tomato to my sandwich no nah, that's just the way they come like you want tomato you want a tomato get out of the farm and get one you seal you know but um <laughs> I just like to rib Australians anyway. They they, they, they they have no problem ribbing Americans, so I like to fucking shove it back and that's why they love me. <laughs> or hate.
0: <laughs> to be honest with you, Australians and New Zealanders and South Africans are pretty discriminatory outside their country anyway, regardless of where you're from. So
1: <laughs> I told yeah, the the Kiwis though they got some funny they got a funny sense of humor. They got they're pretty good with their humor, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm still in the military, so we we get a lot of uh, Fijians, New Zealanders, South Africans, we get quite a lot of them, and they're so, so dry.
1: Uh, the South Africans are so, like, you bonk your head, or, you know, I don't know, you fucking break your arm, they go, they say something like, shame, you know, like, shame. I, I fucking hurt
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i tell you I, what they, they are the easiest people to wind up on the planet and get absolutely flashed out of the tits it's amazing <laughs> what i'd like to really kind of touch on is we'll talk a little bit about sort of like your background how you got into surfing and a little bit about sure. the tour but what i'd like to kind of focus three quarters of it on really is what you're doing now with wave key okay. and you it's really really interesting it's quite prevalent today i think you know loads of people are using online stuff and and coaches and that and i think it's it's pretty cool especially someone from with your stature as well you know
1: i i got a skateboard it was when i was about seven and started skate i started skating and falling everywhere and all that stuff and then uh there was a kid that was well he he could have been only three years older but he seemed like already a teenager, I don't know, like he was, maybe he was 12, I don't know what it was, but he had a bike and a surfboard and the surf was on the back of the bike, laid flat with the wheels and, and we, I mean, I could see the ocean where, from where we were, but at seven years old, it was like, fuck, it was too far away from me. And um, I just thought, no way, what's he doing? And, oh, where's he going? And I, I'd say I, I'm, I'm the type of person who's really uh, observant. So if something was different in a situation, I would always notice it. So I noticed this guy, and then I think I asked the guy a few questions and then he, um, I can't remember where I got it. I might've got it from this guy or somebody this guy knew, but each year I would get a dollar for each year that I would, so on my eighth birthday, I got eight bucks for eight, I got eight bucks, I spent a dollar on the ice cream man. And then I bought this surfboard for seven bucks. It was a Bing at a blue bottom. I remember it. One day my dad took me to the beach to try it. And it was a kind of a blown out day, like a kind of a rough sea day. And I just, I wanted to do it. And then when I got out there, it was like really hard. And I didn't have anybody, like, wasn't like, oh, here, I'll take you. I'll show you what to, you know, just do this and this. And it was I just did it all by myself. And I think when you're doing stuff by yourself, whether you're an adult or you're a kid in the ocean, if it's a crystal, you know, blue, nice sunny day and the waves are small and they're they're really, you know, you're like, wow, this is cool. But if it's not like that and you're getting, you know, I know that it's like that every day in, in England, it's just crystal blue and super nice, but other parts of the world, no, but this is the thing. You get this, like, I got ripped around and belted around. And then I, my dad wasn't paying attention. He was probably reading paper or whatever. And I came in, I was like, yeah, I, I didn't have fun at all. I don't, I don't even, I don't want to do that. So that was when I was eight. And then somehow two years later, we moved closer to the beach. And One of the days My friend came over, and we went to walk. We could walk to the beach in about five minutes, I suppose. Um, And I walked down to the beach. This is in Encinitas, uh, Lucadia, and North County, San Diego. We walked down the beach. This is 1976. I was 10 years old. As we're going down, you know, we came down to the beach. You had to kind of walk down these steps. It's called uh, beacons. And um, there weren't that many people around. You know, it's like it wasn't. It was. It wasn't like whoa, it's a beach day. It was like they're just weren't that many people around and I saw the surfboard just laying on the, on the sand. And I, I was like, you know how I told you, like, I noticed if something's out of play. So I'm like, what is that? And I wouldn't leave it alone. My friend was like, let's just go swimming. Like, what do you talk? What do you like? Let's go. And I'm like, but whose board is that? And he's like, who cares? Let's go swimming. And I'm like, no, no, I, I, I really, I want to know who's that, whose surfboard that is. Cause it's just sitting there. So I asked people around, like, is that your board? Is that your board? And even, you know, when you're a kid, you know, obviously some chick who's laying 400 yards away, it's not <laughs> her surfboard, you know, but I still was like, I don't want to steal it. So I was like, is that your, board? you know, it was nobody's board, it had no fin on it. It was just kind of brownish. It had a picture of Jesus Christ on it, like laminated in it, you know? And and I took it, uh, I, took, I took it down... Said, so, well, I'm just gonna go, you know, if somebody. I'm not. I'm just gonna go stand up on it and stuff. If somebody's bored, then I'll just give it back. Or someone go, yeah, that's my, party. you know. Oh, okay. So I just grabbed it, and my. I remember my friend going, "You're so weird. Like, let's go swimming. Like, what are you doing with that? You know." And I was like, "Dude, I look. Shut up, man. Like, I want. This is cool. I, like, I want to try this. You know. Like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, if I wasn't so assertive, I would have been like, yeah, okay, we'll try it. You know. But I was like. Fuck you! You know I'm trying this thing, so I stood up on it and it started and it, and and it went, you know, like this because the because I don't no fin on it, and I was like whoa! And it was a really nice summer day. Totally, it was totally different conditions than the time before, and I was like, oh my god, this is so fun! I'm gonna go get my other board, the one that I you know the eight the seven dollar board. And he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm like, "I'm gonna go get it." He's like, "You're the weirdest kid," because he, I think it was a year and a, you know, he was a year old than me, <laughs> which is a big deal when you're ten, you know. I'm like, "I don't care. I'm going to get this other board." So I just ran home, I grabbed that seven dollar board, came back, started surfing that day, and he, I was like, Shh. and I tried to tell him, all, "I'm all, Fuck. I'm like, this is so fun," and he was just like. Fucking weirdo. And so Then within like a week, I was like, fuck, if I keep surfing every day, I'll be the best surfer in fifth grade. Chicks will dig me. Fuck, this is my this is my jam. This is this is what I'm gonna do, you know? And uh <laughs> and so I started surfing every day. Three months later, uh I was on I was at like a like my mother worked for a real estate agent agency and the, all the real estate agent got served. And so that I was like a Sunday, it was like a, a company picnic and it was in Del Mar. And I was like, and I came with my mother and my sister and went to the beach and I surfed with some of the real estate guys. And, um, you know, like I learned to swim before I could even remember because my mother was a, synchronized swimmer and a, and a former water skier and um water ski pro my Olympic diver did diving shows and they met at this like water water show in Florida and like you know so I just I was around pools and water and I was like and for me the water was just like you know and I was so hyper I used to love the feeling of being at the bottom of the pool and then shooting up to the top Right. I used to, and I, I only kind of re- recognize this years later that this is what actually happened. And, um, sorry, I got to put this on pause. Um, I mean, sorry. and so I took off in this wave, and I fell backwards and it was a sand bottom place, you know, and I'm, I taught, I, I must've, i I, I touched the bottom and then shot back up to the, to get air not because I was, running out of it because I was so hyper I was like like this and right as I shot up the surfboard had continued going down and went underwater in the nose and then it came straight back and it went boom right in my no- like hit my nose like it's really it was really lucky that it hit my nose and not my teeth and not my eyes and you know and on stuff it just hit me fucking square I remember it just being like a, <laughs> like i mean like i didn't even open my eyes yet i hadn't even i just all of a sudden i came up and it was just boom you know and then i didn't pass out but it had, it had cut my lip completely all the way through my septum like it had been uh the the, the little the thing right here had been cut and then it cut up into here so like the hole and it broke my nose in a four places like in a way that it was like my 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 uh, septum had been like a but the doctor said it looked like an accordion it was like you know and um i so i had 150 stitches and plastic surgery and I had a cast on my face for the the year you know two different surgeries because the scar was pulling my nose to the side and like I didn't go to school you know like I kind of whatever you know I had this big fucking red scar on my face and like you know on my lip and I remember my dad saying like, Oh, it'll give you character. And I, I hadn't, I was just like, what does character mean? Is that cartoon? I couldn't understand. I was like character. And I told my mother, I was like, I'm never surfing again. And she's like, well, you might, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm a skateboarder. Do something else. I'm not surfing again. This this, you know, and I spent a lot of time in the hospital. Like some of the things that were really, I remember were I had sort of like a, a like a plaster cast on my face and we, and we'd go out in public, and just everybody was looking at me, and I'd just be like, "What the fuck are you looking?" I was so pissed <laughs> off about it. I was like, what are you looking at? What are these people looking at? Like, quit looking at me! Like, I was pissed off. And then when the cast came off, and I went to school and everything, you know, I got people were calling me like "pig nose," like all kinds of names and shit like that. I fucking got angry. You know, I was really angry. And I was angry. I was angry at my mother too. Like just, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, like a whole year, year and a half went by, but we did. Thank God there are no phones. You know, like I, I, there, there's nothing to do. So it was like all my friends are going to the beach that summer. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll go to the beach, but I'm definitely not surfing. And so I, you know, I just go to the beach and then, uh, and then I was kind of like, eh, fuck everybody's kind of surfing and shit. And I'm like, now, maybe I'll maybe I'll kneeboard. This little kid had this kneeboard. And I'm like, all right, I'll take it out. So I took it out, and I, I totally have. I still have this vision of the wave that I knee knee half knee. Ha, I I only rode the wave half half of the wave on my knees <laughs> because I was like, fuck, am I doing on my knees? I and, and it was like this. It was another really beautiful sunny like you know windless day. You know, and like it was like a mound of like beautiful water, and I'm on my knees going, huh and I just stood up and was like and because I had that little bit of surfing from the time before I could actually at least I felt like I control could control the surfboard enough to for me to have fun and I was like you know and I'm like oh my god this is so fun and it was like another jolt of like that's it I'm surfing and I went to and I told this kid I'm like hey kid You you don't live very close to the beach. Y'all leave this board with me. That way you can take the bus to the beach every day and get the board because you know you can't put a board on the bus. This will get you certain way more. And I remember the kid kind of going, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, no, look, you're too young. You don't even totally understand. So you just leave it with me. Here's my number. Call me anytime. You can use Anytime This will be good for you. And, I, and so I had the kids board for for the summer, and I was, you know. And finally, the kids like, I can I get my board back? And I was like, yeah, all right. And then <laughs> and then I got another board. I just started surfing, and that's all I did was just surf, surf, surf. And and before long, I, you know, it was during the time of Dogtown and Tony Alba, Jay Adams, all that stuff. So I had, I had a Dogtown skateboard. I was going to the skate park. I was like, I'm gonna be a skate pro, you know, doing these like snake runs and pools, and I was like, oh man, I love skating, but I would eat it and get cuts, and I'd also like Larry Burrowman and buttons and all this stuff, and I was like, skating, surfing, surfing, skating, skating, and then I just was like, fuck, man, I want to be a surfer, you know. So that's kind of like the start.
0: That's a pretty horrific way to get into something, though, right? I mean. <laughs> you get absolutely annihilated in your face and they're pretty much disfiguring for a year and then you go back to the beach the place that it happened i mean some people would just not do that at all and just kind of rap and they would go and do something else really
1: oh i would have i would have but this is why i mean like i'm like why there were no phones that you know we lived in sort of a country-ish place there wasn't not everybody all the fun was at the beach so it was like else am I going to do stay at home there's no nothing to do at home there were two tv channels you know like you know I couldn't just veg out like people can today like thank fucking god god because I'm talented with like I could have been an actor or a musician or something in the in that entertainment which I I knew I was I, I I knew I could do that but I was you know, the thing, I, the thing was, the surfing just grabbed me and it was like, oh, it was the most fun thing I could possibly do. I would dream about it. I would think about it all the time. I would just pour over the magazines and we, when the surf movies came to town, I was like, you know, I was like, oh fuck, this is the best. I have to do this. I, I, I remember my mother saying to me like, you know, there's other things in life. And I'm like, no, there's not. Like, don't tell me that. This is what I'm gonna do. Well, you know, and I'm like, you yeah. like
0: you just you just sound like a typical person that's been the product of their environment and like like you're saying that there's no phones there was no internet then i grew up in the 80s uh, and the early 90s so we didn't have any of that sort of stuff so all we had was magazines and books and and videotapes and like you say i mean in this country big surf films were quite a rarity to come to the, come to the cinema to go and watch because I know in America it, it was quite a big thing you know when the next Bruce Brown film came out or a feature length film that came out we, we didn't really had that so we, we had like surfer magazine and we had like wavelength magazine so you know we would that, that was kind of like the absorption and where you got your content from really so yeah, yeah i mean being a product of that environment must have been a pretty cool thing to grow up with
1: oh dude it was the coolest thing ever and you know especially with what was happening with skateboarding you know it was the encinitas lucadia north county areas where logan ersky and greg weaver and rampage san diego san diego in the 70s i mean if you watch that movie um dazed and confused and yep. that's that is that was that was Claremont High School, which is Claremont was like 20 minutes away from where I, you know, like little back from the beach. Um, Ours was on the beach. And I like watch that thing. And I go, that is exactly my high school. The the, the, the hair, the music, the cars, the, you know, the, the the clothes, everything, man. I'm like, oh, my God, that was what I grew up in. And I was like, and it was and and then you had all those. And how surfboards are so sexy, man, when they like, like the way they built them back then with the colors and the pin lines and the care now, you know, and, and all that stuff. It was like, you know, i like, I wanted to be a football player or a sport or an athlete, you know, of some sort of really liked baseball and I really liked football. I love football so much. American football. My dad loved it. And I saw myself as being a wide receiver or some kind of pro football player. And um, thank God I didn't do it because I'm not I'm not I'm not a fast runner. I got you know I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made it. I guess that's kind of hard to say because I mean if you look at Tom Brady, he was like he was like a hundred pick in the draft and all this different stuff. So it does come down to intellect, drive, and you know humble, self-effacing. Like I'm not good at this, but I can fucking be good at that, or I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it, it's pretty. I got like so many things I look back and go, oh, I, I totally know why I, I was successful. Be, you know, I had a, a burning desire to make it. And I wouldn't be, people would say, you know, they, I would, they would try to discourage me. And I'd be like, you yeah, know, you know, there's a lot of really good servers out, yeah, all this kind of stuff. And I'd be like, fuck you, man. I'm going to show you, you know, like it's just interest. I don't, I think it comes from an emotional background of from family combined with genes you know like both my parents are athletes I don't know you know and just and then my dad kicked in when I was 17 and started watching me and my dad's intellect around sport and not just sport but ath- but artistic sport the so artistic sports are all about feel feel is that. feel is just that's what that's that's what it is and He's like, if you try too hard, even just a tiny bit too hard, it's inefficient and it doesn't look good, and it it just doesn't. You know, you've got it's got there's got to be this. So we've had thousands of hours of talk about excellence and movement. And you know, I've been I've been very fortunate that my dad was a, you know, my dad's Hungarian and and he was, you know, he went to Russia and 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 and. Uh, learned a lot about the ballet and, and movement and to, you know diving is a art is a is an artistic sport that you have to look good you have to project power you have to project beauty and it's only two seconds or once and then you're you know so with surfing he just got into surfing and was like it's slower than diving and you can see the body in motion and doing this stuff and he got like totally totally into it hugest influence in my life is my dad but but anyway I, I i i just that like that time of growing up and you know we had like older my best friend's older brother would get magazines from australia surfing world and the cop the pictures were just so dreamy and like just and it was just like and surfing just started and there's like photos of like mr at burley heads and you know in the 70s in pro event and there's the whole it's all lush and tropical and there's like okay, a thousand people on the on the beach all watching and he's, he's coming off the bottom and I was just like, well, fuck, I have to do that. You know, hot chicks on the beach, fucking surfing, rock and roll. Like I was just <laughs> like, man, that is, that is the thing. I have to do that. I have to make that my life.
0: Do you feel that because of there wasn't that much... Visual stimulus, i.e., you had the magazines and pictures to look at. Where did you find like the style and and technique points coming from the earlier days when you don't have technique videos and and people that are into technical aspects, i.e., if you do a bottom turn, you, you keep in your your body and your body weight nice and low into the bottom. You compress, and as you come out of it, you're extending out to drive the board back into the face. Did you find, and I know you touched on it a little bit there with your dad, did you find you were kind of learning that as you were going along? Did Did you really understand that's what you were doing? Or, or was it just kind of like natural ability and you just tweaked it as you went along?
1: So, um, I, yeah, I'm gonna answer that question, but where I thought you were going with this was, was I thought really quite fascinating, is I thought you were gonna ask me because there weren't phones and that much visuals, that much um, accessibility to surfing, uh, you saw it only in magazines and when the occasional movie came. How much more important, or how do I say this, your, was your imagination in your trajectory to your success, I suppose, and, and that is that is, that is so, so cool because that is what happened with me, was my imagination, as I saw a picture and then I made my own story up and I used to, so I used to, so we moved from that spot that was right by the beach. And um, we moved kind of away from the beach, but not, you know, five another five minutes or something, not that far, but it was about three, three, four miles away from where, where I surfed every day. And I decided to leave my board at, at one of my teacher's house actually that lived right by the beach. And I woke up early every day, and I skateboarded three miles to the beach. And um, the the, the skateboarding, the three miles that I rode every morning was like, I was at Jeffrey's Bay. I was at Burley Heads. I was like, oh, here comes that tree set up. It's MR on the bottom you know, and I did all of that. And by the time I got to the beach, I was just sweaty. And like, I was like, I was, I'd look at the surf and every, and my other friends that lived there would be like, it's really bad today. And I looked at it and I'm like, and I had another friend said, if you want to be, I had this guy that was an, it was an older brother and he, Talked kind out of talk to him, shot his mouth like this, and he's like one of these. And he's like, "Fuck! If you want to be good, you got to fucking surf every day. Like, doesn't matter. Fuck, you're raining. Fuck, doesn't matter. You got to surf every day, every fucking day. If you want to be any, if you want any hope of a chance of making it, and like, I, I basically, I didn't let that slide on my shoulder. I was like, okay, okay. That's what I'm doing. Then that's what I'm doing. So a combination of sweaty, but skateboarding three miles. And then getting there, and this is before school started, the bus came at like 9.15 or something like that. So I had I had time. And so I just I'd go in the water every day. And like, and and my and and when I went in the water, sometimes I would pretend I was MR, sometimes I'd pretend I was my I mean, Larry Birdle and I would copy them and stuff like that. Like dark. I didn't think it was that different I, at the time. I was just like, this is what this is my way of having fun. But when I look back on it, I'm like, oh my god, that was so critical, and I just soared past my friends, but not right then, because I wasn't the best kid, and other other people, I, I, it would hurt when other people would say that kid's way better than you, and that kid's got a great style, and then, and um, because I was trying too hard, you know, and. <laughs> so when I watch a kid today and I, and I think about, and I, and I, I look at kids and when they're they're before they sort of get coordinated, if they're trying too hard, I'm like, that kid's got potential. Yeah, that, Cause that kid wants it. And so um, it's, it's an interesting, it's really interesting. It's all these things had to fall in place for me. I could never designed it. I just, the, the, the running, the running probably connection to it was my heart you know, I just, I just, and, and also I had a lot of grit too, because of, um, because of having a broken home and I just did things myself. And I, I, you know, I had a lot of grit. I can be like, Oh fuck, I'm doing it myself, you know? And, um, yeah, I didn't wait around for parents to drop me off and pick me up. I was like, I, I need to go make that. That one kid has a car. I know that kid, but that kid's got a car. I'm going to go over there and make that kid laugh and like me so he'll fuck take me to the beach you know it's just I don't know man like like when they say it the necessity is the mother of invention like I just would I would I used my and also you know what else is by having my nose beaten like punched in and all that stuff the same thing with chicks like I realized like I had to make chicks laugh and 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 because my my nose is really swollen and I just I wasn't I was a pretty handsome kid prior to the prior to the nose, you know, and um, I got a lot of attention from girls up. And then when I my nose thing, I was like not a girl wanted to know about me. And I was like, God damn it. I was so pissed off about that. But it made me it it, it made me dig in and, and pull out some some personality instead of looking like a good statue, you know, like it was just critical. The imagination thing is so key. And then the technical to answer your technical question. So I didn't know any technical stuff. I just, I had an older friend that um, was a really, really good surfer. I love the way he served. And he would um, take, he was like the team manager of the surf, first surfer company I I got sponsored by and they took us to contests and I watched him surf, and listened to him and what he liked. And I liked this, a lot of the same stuff he liked. And so he influenced me so much on style and I mean, I thought he was better than Tom and Tommy Curran. you know, he just was faster and gnarlier. And I thought he was much more radical. I um, mean he's a little older than Tom, so like he yeah, had a little bit more power and stuff, but but then um, uh, but but like that kind of that then then the technical stuff came from whenever I'd go to the contest, I would watch Tommy surf. Every time I watch Tommy surf, I it's like it was almost like instructions you know, I couldn't figure out the, I couldn't figure out the table from Ikea, you know, and then Tommy would show up and he'd have the instructions and I, I could put the table together. It was like, it was that I'm, I have that. Fortunately, it's a gift. I have an ability to mimic and, and, and stuff. So I, and I think, I, I kind of think actually, I know Kelly's really good at mimicking and I, um, because he and I mimic voices and do stuff together all the time. And um, it's a hyper observant uh, ability to, to to copy. Now, copying is not what people are doing with wave key, is not what I'm saying for people to do for wave key. I'm getting them to do stuff themselves, to feel stuff themselves, providing the structure of the technique of, how, of what the body needs to do to control the surfboard. So there's a real, copying will only get you so far, but that's all we have so i I would copy and then I would feel something and go there. that's that's there it is. I feel it now. and then um and then what i I think having my dad as my um you know as my as my mentor coach after I was a from seventeen forward, told me some critical things along the way that if i if it was just my own mind, i would have I would have missed them completely. And one of them was there was a point in the 80s where there was a lot of complaints about surfers all copying Tom Curran. They all looked the same. And so I, I'm so anti, like I, I'm my own guy with my own clothes and my own fucking this. And I'm like, I'm not copying nobody, you know, this is, I'm me. And so when people were saying I was caught co- or I was saying that I was copying, I was like, you know, fuck you. I'm I, This is my own shit, man to the point of actually being stubborn. And so my dad was like, dude, just copy. Copy the guy who does it the best. Just copy it. You're not going to look like him. You have a different body. You have a different approach. You might even do it better. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, just copy it. He does that better than you now. Just copy it. And I'm like, oh, you, you, I want." he's like, there's no way you'll look like him. No way. And I'm like, ah. There's a lot to be said
0: about visualization. You know, going back a little bit, kind of semi answered the question anyway, because you were talking about, you saw pictures and, and eventually films and going away and imagining you're those people. And when you're going to the beach, you can subconsciously you've seen the technical aspect because you you've seen people do it and even probably to this day you can probably see in lots of different people's techniques whether they're good or bad or what they're doing wrong and then you can almost kind of like see it in your head so when you were younger and you were going right i'm you know i'm mr or i'm sean thompson or, or bugs or whatever and doing top turns bottom ten snaps and stuff Trying and repetitively doing that over and over again. I mean, that's how our motor response works, right? Repetition equals you able to do that autonomously without even thinking about it. So, what you're talking about there, where you, where there's guys like Tom Carroll and Tom Curran, all these people that are are, are in the visual media, and because they're such sort of like high profile people, and people are copying them. Well, you you're right that not really but people are subconsciously seeing what these people are doing and go well maybe i could surf like that maybe i need to jam a rail and hold it for longer coming into a turn and coming out you know and and, and that's how you get better isn't it
1: it is and i want to pull you up on this word holding <clears throat> there's no holding in surfing there's no holding there there's information out there to hold your turns and it's fucking wrong all right It's, and I know it through experience. Every time I've tried to hold a turn, it, you dig rail. So the body has to either be going up or down, spiraling up or spiraling down. And it could be on a micro, micro, micro level, but it needs to go up or down. It can never be holding. That's when you fall. That's when the, that's when the board digs rail. Think about a car. You're driving a car and then you do corner. If you don't accelerate, if you don't, like, you sort of break before the corner and then you accelerate around the corner, you get a sense of security. The co- You have control. The car goes around the corner. You got to go around that corner at speed and take your off the accelerator and the gas and just coast around the corner. It's a sketchy feeling. You felt that before when you were learning. Yeah. like, oh, right? It's the same in surfing. You have to be accelerating. Or and 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 then and then there's gliding and when you're gliding is where you need to be preparing to to get your body in a position of leverage to be able to uh, to project yourself in the other direction. But there's no holding. And that 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 <laughs> I mean, sometimes I I'm pissed off about those those people telling people to hold your turns just because. <laughs> They're just trying to help people, but like I get kind of a little bit passionate about it because I'm like, you're gonna ruin people's fucking shit, man. You know, <laughs> and that's their joy, you know. So, so, so don't tell them to hold the turns. But then again, I, I, I know that so many people. Have, they, they, I'm like an astronaut. I'm, I'm out there in the space. I collect the data and bring it back down to Earth for surfers to continue to enjoy surfing all the way. My goal is like, as long as I can walk, I want the option to, to ride a shortboard. Same as golf, the 80 year old guys on the, on the golf course, still hitting the ball. I want to, I want to still surf whatever board I choose is the right kind of thing if I can still walk. So that, and that, and that requires that the body you don't have to be muscular. In fact, I might even be, I probably surf better. The, the less muscle I have almost the better I surf at, at because I'm, 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 I'm it's not about muscle. It's about leverage. It's about physical law of, of feeling gravity and having control by being over the top of the surfboard stacking your bones above your feet so that you can control the board and, and you have and, and, and you can harness whatever power's in the wave, whether it's a piece of shit wave that people think is terrible and you harness the power of that thing, you, you turn that piece of shit into some gold, you get out of the water going, people are like, uh, it sucks out there. And you went out there and you're like, I just had a fucking hero session. That was fun as hell. You know, and it, it's, it's, it's just, and so I teach wave key because that is the, that, that helps people continue to progress. and and progress and progress and that that no, in fact, probably when you're not so muscular that maybe you'll be doing the best surfing you've ever, that the best feeling that you've ever had, you might not be as acrobatic fucking (laughs) doing all these things, but it's the best feeling you've ever had surfing. Now that could be going straight. Who fucking knows, but that if it's the, it's the feeling that keeps us coming back, you know? So.
0: Mate, you getting me. I'm just talking about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm like that, man. I get you. Should, I got 16 year old kids going. God, I wish it was light out. I want to go surfing right now. That's how I knew I was to something with Wave Key. I was like, oh, I got a 16 year old kid going. <laughs> I'm out there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this the hardest, the hardest, the hardest audience.
0: <laughs> oh fuck it, man! I was going to talk about this later, but let's do it now you've been doing coaching for for quite a few years so what drove you to change from doing just regular coaching into doing teaching body movement and mobility and talking about a little bit more about technique with people what drove you to coming up with the wave key concept
1: well i it there's it's kind of i've been asking myself this kind of question about coaching and teaching so i think teaching is teaching somebody something new and then coaching is helping them learn it and get it into their get it in or reminding them that they know it, you know. And I uh, remember this, remember that, and remember this feeling and that. And then quiet your mind, you know, and 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 relax and turn the dial down a little bit. There's too much tension. Turn the dial down. Those are those are coaching things. And teaching is here. It, you're you're when you're when you're coming off the bottom, for instance. You know, I had a guy send me some footage yesterday. He was doing the bottom turn stuff, and it's like, and he was doing a lot of things right, but as he was coming off the bottom, watch my head. He was going like this with his head on the bottom turn, All right? And so I'm like, no. When you do the bottom turn, your head has to stay forward because you're projecting forward. Just that little bit of doing this versus doing that, the projection is completely different. So. That is that's teaching them something new, you know what I mean? And um, so it's teaching and coaching. And I found that the coaching part was I was, uh, Parker and Connor Coffin, and um, I could see that they were, and some other very talented young people. And I could see when they were thinking too much. So I'd be like, oh, you gotta come in, and you know, like you gotta let's just take a break, and like. You know, and I'm kind of like, fuck, I'm trying to teach him something new. And it's like, you know, go out there and try this and try that. And it's just, it's really difficult when you're trying something. You no know, waves don't come. Somebody cuts you off that, 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 the athlete is 16 years old dealing with testosterone, going, getting mad at things that they don't even know why they're getting mad. You know, like you're, you're going, <laughs> you're going, you know, it's not like, okay, go out there and do this. And then the waves come like golf balls or something like, oh, just hit another golf ball. It's like, but, you know, and when you want something, like, it, 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 it's like you're like, a, a, you're like an opposite, you're like the backside of a magnet. It's like you push, you push the waves away from you when you really want it. You like, you know, and so I felt all this stuff growing up too, because I was like wanting to practice. And then I'm like, man, I need to teach in a controlled environment where, where, where there's no distractions and I can show the person like this is how you transfer the weight from your back foot to your front foot. And this is when you do it in 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 a general sense, because I can't tell you like how did how it's not like fitting a square. it's not muscle memory it's body awareness muscle memory would would memory means you are memorizing something that w- was serving it's 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 not a, you can't memorize something that you've never seen before the wave is constant the waves are constantly changing you're always in a different situation you can't memorize it that's like running a square into a circle so you have to have awareness so it's instinctual so you can read it so you can slow down, but your body has to know automatically how to do it. So just by showing you, it isn't enough. You've got to practice. it. You've got to feel it in your bones, you got to feel it. And, and the best way to do that is by going ultra slow and ultra slow motion, kind of similar to the way you see those people doing Tai Chi because they're doing it with energy. And that's, and at Wave Key, you're doing it with energy. You're using energy to project yourself forward and you're doing it in slow motion so that your entire, your brain can connect to your nervous system to under, to, to, to go, I know what to do. And I mean, this is fascinating shit, right? Because somebody over there on the WSL, is saying, oh yeah, watch how he brings his arm and sweeps his arm through, right? You can't just fucking sweep your arm through. You can't just fucking, no matter how many times you try to tell yourself, oh, I can put my arm through if you lean over a little bit. Because the nervous system is connected to that reptilian part of your brain that is, which is a survival, it's a survival part. So falling is is commensurate or, or, or equivalent to kill, to being killed? So your nervous system does not want you to get killed, so it goes into stabilization mode. When you go into stabilization, you stop twisting, and so you can't fucking bring your arm through if you if your body's in the stabilization mode because it's going into balance. For instance, as an example. When, when you go in to hit the top turn or just to cut back and you lean first before accelerating, you, your front arm goes like this to balance you out. <laughs> and if, if your body's stuck like this, you can't bring your arm through because your front arm's doing the balancing. And no matter how much you try to tell yourself, move your arm, your nervous system's smarter than you going, no, you, I'm not going to let you kill me. So you have to learn that the way to do it is to be, is to, is to build trust with your nervous system so your head stays right over the board. So when when you do the turn, if you're right over the board, your body frees up and you're, like, yeah, you go for it, man. And you and it goes, Whoa. so you don't have well what I mean is you don't have to be 16 to do that. You don't have to be muscular. You don't have to, you know, you just have to know how to turn, how to turn off tension. So that you can purposely put the tension in, it's so deep, it's that it, there's so much there, and so much for people to learn and to, to learn on the floor. And then when they go surfing, just the act of putting yourself on the water and paddling and being in the water and being like, Oh, yeah, oh, there nobody wants this close out, I'm going, you know, oh, this feels exquisite, just making the drop. And so, so all of a sudden you're like, you're like, wait a second. There's all these waves out here. Nobody wants. And then next thing, you know, boom, a perfect one comes right to you. And you're like, nah, I'm in the spot. It's, 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 it's a metaphysical thing, you know, and it, and it, it compounds and gets deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, and I, I I'm on just a, a, a great success with lots of people now that are, that are, I finally put it out into the, into the world with the help of my wife big time. I, I will not take the credit for that. Um and um and yeah it 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 kind of um might be your to answer your question I needed to show people how to do things, you know, on the floor without the seduction of the wave and all the shit that's going on at the beach. And then so when you can, so when you go surfing you can just go surfing and it's totally free and enjoy and joy and and you be in a playful when you're in a playful place, and you're not in a and you're not in a. I'm trying to work on my surfing. Your chances of all that stuff that you've been working on, working and practicing on on the land, it, it can it, you can allow it to happen. But as soon as you try, even just a little bit, it's like almost like a gate shuts. It's like just nope. Or it's not gonna let you. Your body won't. Your body needs to be like a symphony. It needs to in every every instrument has to be like in time with the other one, you know, and then, and then you have these like, you know, surfs that are just like, wow, this is why I surf, you know? And that's the, that's the whole point of what I do, you know?
0: A lot of this, the things you were talking about there are also, would you say that they're, they're also part of being relaxed and comfortable within your environment as well because being relaxed in a three to four foot day compared to a six to ten foot day for the average person is a is a very different situation
1: I'm gonna tell you this one is if you own your takeoff and you go the thing I do the best is take off like I fucking I can, can stick takeoffs right? All these different waves, big, small, this, that, they start to look, they go from being doable to being fun. Because you're like, I can make that. I can make that. Because once you're up, the rest of it is fair. You know, you, you do need to control because you get a lot of speed and things like that. But it's the takeoff. And the takeoff is the, is that's the base thing that I do. And if you do four minutes you do a short uh, practice, which is, um, a short takeoff practice, which is seven repetitions. It takes you a little over 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. And then the end on the front side, and then the same on the back side. So a total, if you're doing a total of four and a half to five minutes a day, and that was your, that was your minimum, then you, you know what I mean? That is what I think will keep everything oiled and, you know, the rest of it. If you have more time on, you know, three times a week and you go, oh, three times, we got a little more time. I'll go into the bottom turns and the top turns and the cutbacks and the things like that. You know I mean? Oh, it's the weekend. I got an hour. I'm just going to go into the park and just fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, I, you know, and someone might be like, are you doing chai, Tai Chi? And you're like, yeah, it's a form of Tai Chi called Wave Key, you know? And you like, oh, cool. Oh, thanks. You know, so you don't have to be like, oh, surfing? Oh, yeah, surf. Yeah, well, I used to, and you're like, yeah, dude i um, like, you know, cool, but I'm training, you know? <laughs> so, dude, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it, the confidence comes from inside, inside you. And when you feel it, you feel it. You, 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 you don't override it. You probably know this being in the military. You, you If you aren't prepared you, and you get into a fucking, un, a, a wild and woolly situation, people will be like, oh, yikes, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. You know, you're like, no, I just need, I know what to do. 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 And you, and you, you know what I mean? It's so similar. I used to think about that when we were out at Jaws. I'd be like, dude, this is like being at war. Fucking, we could die today. Look at that fucking wave. Oh, my God. You know, like, oh, my God. I'm like, (laughs) fuck, what time is it? It's only 9 30 in the morning. Fuck. I wish it was three. You know, I was like, so stressful.
0: <laughs> How do you feel from being back in day of being, being on the tour? You you were known for being a bit of a hell man, and you know, a bit crazy, if I'm perfectly honest, to, to where you are now. Do you feel that you've had to go through all yeah. of that to to be where you are now? Or, do you, so my second part to my question is, if you didn't have all that experience previously, would you still end up where you are? I now? don't know
1: why, but I I didn't know why then. I do know why now. I didn't know why then I needed to quit the tour as well and get and I just knew I needed to grow and I needed to, I needed and I felt like I've been one of those people that I have to know people. I have to know how other people live and I have to know how to like I, I, I gotta experience the ups and downs of life. I've gotta do these. I've got to take risks. I've got to do stuff in order to, to, uh, so that I'm not, um, so I don't get stuck somewhere working in a seven 11 or something. I don't know. You know, like I, I'm like I have to take, I got to keep going and keep going. And sometimes dude, I fucking crawled so far out on the branch that I'm like, this branch is going to break and I'm going down. I went, I really, I really did it this time. I really took way too much of a chance here. I'm way out here and I'm like, God, I'm so stupid, you know? And I'm like, God, why didn't I, you know? And, uh, but the that the, I was I really needed the social uh, uh, the social connection to the surf world from you know from and 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 beyond um, wherever we traveled and wherever we went um, you know I wanted to taste all the foods I wanted to bang all the different types of chicks I wanted to like I wanted to um, my dad told me to do it he's like get out there and bang a lot of different chicks and you need to do it like it's you needed. You don't get married too too early. <laughs> I didn't get married till i was 50, but like I, I would have liked to have gotten married a lot earlier, but I'd never met the right one. And I, I have now. But um uh and um I I I just I had to do all those things, make all those mistakes, um and in order to be able to be a teacher, to 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 be empathetic and 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 you know, because the teaching is is one of the I, I got so lucky because my late mentor she was so creative she was like she's like teaching is so creative and I needed to hear those words because because I like creative stuff and I was like you're right she's like it's just amazingly creative because each and every student has something else and they can't, and they're like a puzzle and like you just don't know what you get and, do, 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 do. and um and I feel confident as a teacher, because of all those experiences. Now, like I didn't save up a bunch of money and buy houses and not like a slumlord or whatever, you know, stuff that I could have fucking totally done. I, but I, I, I made mistakes and didn't do that. But here I am. I got two really beautiful little boys, and I got an incredible wife who, who we play music with, who loves to actually film me surfing. Like she's what? Like she likes to be outside do something creative. And, and she finds that, um, we have such a good connection. So in love with her. She's so in love with me. I can feel, you know, I can feel it. Um, and, I, uh, you know, our kids are, uh, are, are, um, it's hard, man. We both, she has her business. I have mine, the kids, like with the pandemic. And just, we just look at each other and go, we were with, we were the wrong, we were the wrong person. Right. It just blow a gasket. You know, I used to be like, Oh my God, you know? And so uh, with, all, all of all of that stuff was i could look back there's definitely some regrets i wish i would have made different decisions and things like that and there were times in my life that i was angry at myself or not but you know like um i somehow knew that at some point i would get somewhere where i'd be like man that 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 was necessary you know um so yeah
0: at the end of the day we're all journeymen right We're born naked and and we die you know and that's it please tune in next week for part two of the podcast with the legend that is brad gerlach if you're enjoying the podcast please subscribe and follow on your podcast provider and maybe leave a little review on apple podcasts also if you follow the podcast on instagram and facebook search for the grumpy surfer podcast thanks for listening